Hello friends, this is Parag Yair, your host on Stay Strong Podcast. I promise you to bring the best information in the field of kettlebell sport and strength and conditioning. Today we have a very special guest who is seven times master of sports world class, five times master of sports. She's featured in Shape, Prevention, Women's Health and twice in New York Times. Can't wait to welcome Lorna Kleinman from Connecticut, US. We have a very special guest, a very good friend of mine, Lorna from Connecticut. And we are going to have an interaction with her on his journey, on our journey on kettlebell sport. And uh, it's quite exciting for me to share her journey because uh, Lorna started her kettlebell sporting career later in her age. And she, she has picked up very well. She's seven times world champion. And uh, I'm going to cover a lot of details. We are going to cover a lot of details in this podcast. I'm quite excited. Uh, welcome, Lorna. Uh, Hi, good to, good to, Thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, five-time world champion. Five-time world champion. Not seven yes. yet. Seven you, we'll you, get to. Five-time. Yeah, two more, you'll make it happen. Two more soon. <laughs> two more soon, That's yes. Okay. Great. Nice great. to Nice to see you. And yes. Great. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen since Italy uh, WKSF back in 2018, 20. I believe. Yeah. Yes. So nice to see you. Yes. And congratulations yes. on all of your competitions and your wins and your progress. It's nice Thank to you see. Much. Thank you very much, Lorna. Yeah. Great. So uh, I would like to know uh, a little background about yourself, like uh, your professional background, your fitness background. Maybe if you can get started with that. My fitness, well, my fitness started in earnest in my late 20s. I, I wasn't really doing much physically uh, before that. I was I was taking some dance classes. Okay. And um, that, but I grew up with very, very bad asthma. I couldn't breathe when okay. I would exercise, even just walking briskly in the winter time, I would get you know, uh, to a point where I couldn't breathe and I'd have to stop. So dancing was good for me because you dance a little bit, then you pause, the instructor gives you more choreography, then you dance and then you pause. So it was more like interval movements, which was okay for me. Okay. Once I started to join a gym and I I started to take the classes, it was very, very hard. It took me years to organically overcome uh, asthma. So okay. I started, I'd say, in my very late 20s. Okay. And then in lifting and uh, harder classes, boxing, I started jogging for the first time. And then uh, at the age of about 40, 41, I started learning kettlebell fitness. Okay. And the person who was teaching me kettlebell fitness learned about kettlebell sport because okay. it had just started. This was in about 2005 or six. Okay. And kettlebell sport was just starting to come to the United States. Okay. And he told me about it and encouraged me to look into it. And okay. because this person encouraged me, I hired my first coach and I started to train okay. for my first competition. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, when you started your first competition, like you were not aware of, uh, like when you're starting with long cycle or if you're starting with snatch, which lift did you started when you did started? Well, with well back when I started, yeah. there was an organization called IGSF. 
Okay. This was before WKSF. Okay. Um, there was IUKL and there was IGSF. Okay. Okay. The only lift that the women were doing back then, this was 2007 now when I competed, they were only doing snatch with 16 okay. kg. They weren't okay. yet doing even single arm long cycle or jerk. Okay. okay. That that came that came soon after, maybe a year later. Okay. Um, but they. In the United States, women started doing single arm jerk and long cycle. But in the international competitions, women were only doing snatch and nothing heavier than 16 kg. So that's where okay. I started. Okay. And okay. I've always been, um, I, I've always loved uh, the snatch lift. That's okay. my lift. Okay. Um, okay. You know, that's my, my favorite lift. That's my preferred lift. And that's what I focus on. Okay. Because okay. it's challenging enough. Yes. Enough to you know keep going and and uh, I like jerk I like long cycle but I love snatch so that's okay. what I've stuck with all of these years. Okay, okay. Uh, based on body types or not like uh, ectomorph, mesomorph, uh, at times uh, we choose the lift uh, based on the body type. Do you personally feel that? Uh, uh, if you are having maybe a shorter limb length or maybe if you're having a, if you're a little tall uh, you need to choose the lifts based on the body type or is it like a, because it is an interaction with the coach you have what personally is your view on this right i've never i've never had a discussion with somebody about that about height or limb what? length i mean there are many different you have johnny benitze who's who's shorter much yeah. smaller if someone like um, you know Anton uh, okay. or um, Ivan Denisov, and they do all the lifts, and those are those are taller men. Yes. Um, the women too. There's some, but that's that's why we have the weight categories. Yes. You know, I don't think it has to do with your body type and the lift. That's you know, okay. better. Okay. Better for your body. It depends on what you gravitate to and what you like, but. It's beneficial to be able to do all the lifts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Now, as you are into this coaching business as well, uh, you must be having clients uh, at your age or maybe even older age uh, who are doing kettlebells or maybe who are not doing kettlebells. What challenges do you feel if you really want to uh, train them uh, with kettlebells? Like, what are the key challenges when a person uh, above 45 or above 50, when they really want to get into kettlebell sport, what is the major challenge? Is it a mindset? Is it a coaching? Is it a like more of a talking you have to do with them to make them understand how important this can be for you? What is your personal um, use? Once they, well, the challenges aren't that great in terms of the ability because okay. Uh, you know, the, the, the thing about kettlebell sport and the beauty of it is it's a ability to allow. So if you think about what we're doing, we're standing in one place. So yes. it's non-impact. Okay. And we're using our larger muscle groups, our legs, our glutes, our shoulders are stabilizing pretty much the weight, whether we're doing snatch or jerk, we're really, we're moving from the lower body, the stronger muscles, and okay. we're stabilizing overhead. Yes. And we're using our trunk, whether it's snatch or jerk or long cycle, we're using our trunk muscles as stabilizers also. Yes. yes. They move, well, in snatch we extend, and swing clean we extend, but it's a lot of stability through the trunk and a lot of stability through the shoulders. 
So it's actually advantageous to train with this sport as we get older because yes. it's working all three dimensions of the body. Yes. Yes. So in terms of ability, you know, as long as you start with a light weight, an appropriate weight, and then progress logically, methodically, yes, and with good form, it doesn't matter whether you're 20 or whether you're 50 or 60, starting with the sport, it's open for everybody. Okay. okay. Um, I'd say one of the only challenges is that now that so much of the training is online, remote. Yes. yes. Um, and I don't do in-person training. So if I demonstrate, I'm demonstrating online, which can be challenging. Um, okay. You don't have, I don't have, I can't touch the client. I can't adjust the bell for them. I have to show yes. them. So they yes. I have to show them. And, and give them the visual cues through the camera, that's more challenging than anything else. But in terms of age, I really don't think that um, there's much of a, of a difference. I haven't experienced that. And mainly my work right now, I coach people with kettlebell sport with technique. I'm not, I don't okay. write programs anymore. Okay. So I'll work with people with technique okay. and mainly the, 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 the largest picture of my practice is to train women 40 okay. and over for conditioning strength and conditioning and okay. their general fitness then if they want to get into kettlebell sport i might introduce it to them and uh, if they really get into it then i'll help them proceed yes yeah. Proceed. Yeah, exactly okay right super super great uh, now as you know that uh, uh, we all have every state every country has a different uh, food habits uh, what is your nutrition program? Like, uh, are you vegan? Uh, do you follow any particular no. nutrition plan? So if you can just brief a little bit, like what do you eat when you are really competing? And what do you really have your food or supplementation on and off the competition? Like on, off season and on season? It's, it's the same. Okay, okay. I wish Great. I could tell you that it, <laughs> this is what I do off season and this okay. is what I do on season. No, okay. I, it's the same. Okay. So I okay. eat meat. Okay. I get protein. I eat. I eat eggs. I eat a little bit of red meat when I crave it. I eat a lot of chicken, a lot of turkey, okay. a lot of vegetables, rice, potatoes. Uh, I try to stay away from processed foods. I don't eat cereal. Okay. Um, I don't eat, you know, cookies and cakes. Uh, if I have a sweet tooth, I'll have a little ice cream. But um, I try to stay away from processed foods. I drink coffee. Okay. Um, and I found in the past year, I've actually switched to uh, gluten-free. Okay. okay. So I, I, now there's gluten in sauces, there's gluten in different things that, you know, condiments. So I'm not always so careful about that, but okay. if I have bread now, it's gluten-free. If I have pasta now, it's gluten-free. And I find that it provides um, better recovery. Okay. Better mental processing. Yes. You know, not so much brain fog, which women can get, especially, you know, later in life yes. and much less bloating and inflammation, okay. which helps recovery and also helps you just feel good and look good. So I have found tremendous benefits by changing that one factor okay. in my diet. Okay. But otherwise, you know, I um, I don't always eat 
breakfast. If I'm not hungry, I don't eat breakfast and I can train kettlebell sport um, without breakfast. Um, If I'm doing strength and conditioning, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to the gym and I'm going to lift the barbell and I'm going to do, you know, uh, the rower and then run the stairs or if if it's a strength and conditioning day, I do eat because I need the fuel. But if I'm doing a kettlebell sport training, I don't necessarily eat breakfast. I can either have a little breakfast. If I'm not hungry, I don't. So I listen to my body. Um, In terms of supplements, it's the basics. It's uh, B12, D3, especially since we're indoors a lot more. Um, Magnesium at night. Okay. Glucosamine for the joints. Yes. Um, What else? Uh, Fish oil. That's about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So your typical training time is uh, for one to one and a half hours. How do you? How much time do you train? Uh, or like, what is the frequency of the training as well? It depends on the set. So okay. you're talking about kettlebell sport. Uh huh. Kettlebell sport. Uh, it's it's about three three or four days a week. Okay. Three or four days a week, um, and then it's it's usually with the warm up and then the sets. Um, it's usually about an hour. It could be. Okay a little bit more maybe an hour and a quarter but um it's usually not much longer than that okay okay yeah okay so you train all days or you pick up three or maybe four times a week three or four times a week and then okay. one day strength and conditioning okay so you use weights. what do you use weights like uh, squats stair lifts yes Okay. Yes, okay. I do. Yes. But that is on the other days, but not yes. on the kettlebell sport. It's another day. Okay. Okay. It's so, typically not. It's typically not on a day that I lifted kettlebells. I need to be fresh for the strength and conditioning. That's okay. that's a tough workout day. Yes. Um, and yes. that's an hour. Yes. So okay. and that's when I'm going to have breakfast for sure. Okay. Um, so that's that's not going to be on a kettlebell day. Okay. That's going to be on another day. Okay. And then twice a week, I'll do some uh, more steady state cardio, like jogging. Okay. Okay. Twice a week. So all in all, it's about five days a week of of something, and then you know two days off as needed. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So you do more of volume training, or do you do more reps? Like, do you really do? kind of a power workout or does your workout has more repetitions? So for example, if you're doing squats, um, do you do like 15 to 20 repetition range squats or do you do something like uh, maybe six rep max training, something sort of like that? I switched from low volume strength. Uh-huh. I, I, I used to do uh, lower lower rep, lower more reps. strength, okay. more weight. say okay. under eight reps. Okay, okay. Now okay. I've switched more to more endurance, okay. weight okay. lift, so okay. 10 to 20 reps. 10 to 20. And okay. I find that it's better. It's better for me, especially for the sport, to yes. be doing um, higher rep weightlifting. Okay. okay. So you maintain the strength, but okay. you're also getting the endurance element. Endurance. So yes. that's been a, a good change for me. I switched that up about uh, two, three years ago, and that's been better. Okay. Okay. Super. You don't need you don't need maximal strength for the sport. You need endurance. Yes, yes you, you need, need stability and you need endurance. So it's right. So I do yes. more of the higher rep schemes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Um, like in past uh, 
four to five years of a good kettlebell lifting experience have you got any negatives about kettlebell say for example any kind of injuries do you personally feel like okay i was doing this but i've got some injury like maybe a rotator cuff injury or maybe anything else what is your experience maybe your experience or maybe when you're training to your clients if you feel that okay this particular part or this is like um, because i personally also know that there is a very less injuries in kettlebell sport but what is your experience based on the training with the senior senior members or maybe senior athletes you know here's the thing if you warm up properly mm-hmm. and you move properly and mm-hmm. your technique is good you're not going to get injured okay. unless you have a weak link somewhere okay. um i have never been injured in the now it's 13 years with kettlebell sport i've not once had an injury from the sport i've not had an injury at all okay um okay. the key and and nor have my clients with um no because here's here's the thing to remember when you do your your other lifting day your whether it's strength and conditioning or just working on weak points yes. it's important to work the areas that you may not be getting with kettlebell sport. So for example, if you tend to work with long cycle primarily. Mm-hmm. What well, you have to think about the muscle groups that are not being worked. Not being. The muscle groups exactly. that are not being worked are the, the lateral hips for example, yes. right? The yes. the movements that help you move in the in the frontal plane side yes. to side. Yes. And yes. you may not be getting as much um You're getting some abs, but it's important to work the abs. Okay, uh, core, core part. Yes. And for snatch, especially, you're not getting much anterior chain. It's it's a lot of posterior chain and extension. You're not getting a lot of abs. Okay. So when I train, I focus on lateral hips. Even though you're getting that a little bit with snatch, but okay. still, it's important to train the lateral hips. That keeps your back strong. Your knee it protects your knees. And then if and then I do abs on my own and then posterior shoulder things like external rotation things like that to address the posterior shoulder. So if you okay. if you can stay on top of the weak points okay. the chances of getting injured are either going to be because you're not using good technique because you went to have heavy or because you overdid it with your volume something like that. Okay. Um but like you said the injury rate for kettlebell sport is very very low oh very low so, yes yeah yeah you've been training with snatch for quite a while now right i think 7 yeah. plus years no about 13 13 plus years yeah. yeah um i would like to know that uh, because there are many women in india who are doing switching to snatch from long cycle so i would like to know from you that what is the key area in general physical preparedness that's a gpp program which you need to add while you do the snatch to make snatch better and update your snatch programs faster say for example if you are moving from 12 to 16 16 to 20 22 to 24 what is the key part which you have to take care of your body in order for you to not injure yourself and move up the ladder faster second point is uh, what is a minimum criteria of the repetitions you need to do with the socks with the smaller weight before you go to the higher weights 
All right, so the minimum number of repetitions, I would say once you're able to get to eight minutes, let's say four minutes each side, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you're able to do about 16 reps per minute, per minute. with yeah. whatever starting weight you're, you're using, you can start to implement the next heavier weight with intervals. Okay. Interval sets, maybe okay. one minute on, one minute off. Oh, okay. So intervals, just just starting to introduce the heavier weight. Okay. You know, and and starting to get stronger with the heavier weight, but okay. while at the same time building on the volume with the lighter weight. So you're gonna okay. stay with the lighter weight. Let's say okay. it's 12 kg. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So our goal is to get to four minutes each side, about 16 reps per minute. Once you're able to do that and you're feeling comfortable with that, you can start introducing the 16 kg a little bit, a little bit. Okay. And then you keep coming back to the 12 kg. All right, now let's build um, to nine minutes and then to 10 okay. minutes. And then, okay. you know, once you get your volume, you're gonna pick up your pace a little bit. So you keep building on the original weight. And then as you introduce a little bit of intervals with the, with the next heavy weight. Okay. Okay. So okay, got it, got I would it. say I would say sixteen you know, the, the first benchmark would be about eight eight minutes, um, about sixteen reps per minute. I, okay. I would say, yeah. But you know, each coach is going might have a different opinion different. on that. Yes, but yes. I think that's a good a good average. Okay. In terms of um, in terms of what what physical G, what GPP GPPs. you need for yes, yes. getting better at snatch. Um, snatch is a lot of uh, spinal extension. Yes. And it's a lot of hip work, which you're going to get in long cycle. So if somebody's coming from long cycle, um, you're getting some of that already. Okay. It's just that the snatch is going to be a much bigger pendulum. I mean, you have to bring that bell instead of bringing it to the rack, which is a very short movement. Yes. You have to bring it way, way up. up. Yes. So it, it, you have to do a lot of um, body weight transfer. Yes. And the, you know, I think the most challenging part isn't physical. It's it's more the technique. Yes. Yes. It's more the learning the technique. Yes. Um, so I'm brushing brushing up more technique with the lighter weights, uh, or with the competitive weight. What do you feel like uh, it's more of a lighter weight? Say, for example, if your competition weight is 16 kilo, but you're brushing more with 12 kilos. Um, you can you can do both. I okay. mean, there there are some people who will do their lift, their main okay. lift, maybe with the competition weight. Let's say it's 16 kg. Uh -huh. After they train and do their set with the 16 kg, they might do a 10 minute set with the 12 kg as a supplementary. Um, exercise. Okay. Just really focus on technique with a lighter weight. Okay, got it. Just focusing on technique. Um, some coaches like to do that. Um, okay. You know, it just depends on how your coach approaches it. Yes, yes. Okay. But it, it's really about the technique. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, we are talking on coach, and uh, it's a very important part because uh, many athletes. Uh, like sometimes at times when they are well versed with the lift they understand that they can train themselves uh, what is your take of having a coach if you are into a competitive lifting is coach important yes <laughs> i've always had a coach i okay. i don't 
I tried to program my for myself, uh -huh. and that lasted maybe two weeks. Okay. Because I don't want to. I don't want to have to think about that. I mean, yes. if, you're, if you're really serious about the sport and you really want to get better, okay. Uh, I, I think it's really important to have an experienced coach that you're accountable to and that you who's going to write your programs for you to follow. Yes. I think for me, um, I, uh, I I can't imagine writing my own programs. I just I, just, I, I wouldn't want to even be burdened with that. Yes, yes. If you cannot really see yourself when you're in frame. That is the important part. I mean, if someone is watching you when you're lifting, uh, especially when there is a coach, then it really makes a difference. Absolutely. Yeah, if you're just playing and you're just doing it recreationally, mm -hmm. then you you can find programs online, maybe, yes, yes, or you know, yes. examples of programs online, and you can take it from there. Yeah. You, know, you can find a template and then just be creative with it. But if you're really Serious. training to compete, yeah, if you really want to make progress and you really want to get on the platform, um, I, I, a coach is invaluable. I think it's worth the investment, and I, I would always recommend it to, okay. to people. Okay. Great. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah, we would like to know your best records uh, in kettlebell sporting career, especially uh, some of those done in the US and some of those done at the world level. And if you have played marathon, maybe uh, just a few numbers on marathon if you have done. Oh yeah, I did a marathon with, I did a, an extreme marathon, two hours yeah. oh, with 12 okay. kg. And that was, I didn't train, I think I trained uh, maximal training I did was one hour for that. Okay. okay. The event was two hours. It was pretty brutal. It, it was pretty, it was tough. It was really, really tough. It was like running a marathon without, I mean, literally running a marathon without training, you know, okay. a lot for it. I did like 2200 something. I don't remember the numbers, but oh. it was, it was about an 18 rep pace. Okay. for the two hours so that was a national record um interesting but i haven't yeah. gone to i haven't gone to icamf uh in, like in person i haven't okay. been to that was like a, an online okay. event okay okay and okay. then this past then let's see a year and a half ago i got 169 with the 24 kg traditional okay. 10 minute okay um I, that's that was an absolute new national record and then after that, a few months ago, I made 20 kg 207, which is also a new national record. Super. So those were done when the competitions were online. And now okay. I'm going to go back to in-person competitions and... Okay. Your best number with 24s, Lorna? Um, 169. 169. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Trying to break through that now. Yes, yes. 100%. Close to 200. <laughs> it's tough. Yes, it's, it's close, but it's very, very far. It's very far from 200, but you'll get yeah. one day for sure. <laughs> Great. Great. First, first we have to get to 180. 180. That's <laughs> that's the first milestone. Yes. <laughs> you know, when it's small, very small increments, when you get. Yes. You yes. know, when you get higher, then then it's very small jumps. <laughs> Yes, that's the beauty of yeah. the kettlebell sport is uh, more than the growth, it is the maintenance. Exactly, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, that's Great. right. Great. Um, actually, we would uh, 
here in India in the women kettlebell sport lifters, uh, I would be really glad if you pass on a very good message to them and uh, some inspirational message from your side based on your experience. And uh, yeah, they should get inspired on that. Um, you feel, yeah. The main thing, you know, there are going to be days when you don't want to do. There are going okay. to be days when you feel like you're not making progress. Okay. There are going to be days when you, you know, you want to put it off. But here's the thing. We just went through a pandemic. Yes. Life, life is very, uh, life can shift in a moment. Yes. But yes. fitness and sport will always be here for us. Always. Yes. yes. So get your weights, bring them home, buy some weights. You always have the ability to move and to feel good. You're always going to feel good afterward. And it's, you know, in terms of making it uh, fun and not so much burden, um, I think it's important to always come to the training with a sense of curiosity. What can I do today? Let me discover. No pressure. No, you know, no, not always trying to make a, a personal best. Let me just discover what I'm capable of today. And if you come to the training with that sense of curiosity, then it becomes fun and it becomes uh, more meaningful. Super, super, yeah. great, great. That's a great advice and a great message. Even a good message for men lifters out here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, yeah. Uh, interesting thought because uh, I've been interviewing many athletes uh, across the world in person as well as uh, over the Zoom and everyone have a different perspective and yeah. what happens is uh, when you have the different perspective you are really on on a way to really do something really great with the sport because people will not think about it like a you know beating someone's record and just going you just have to be yourself it is always you versus you will be always That's beating right. your number That's yeah. right it's always you versus you you know that Yes. So we're always trying to get better yes. each time. Sometimes yes. it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Yes. But the great thing about sport is that, you know, and, and the thing that keeps many people in it is, you know, there's always a reason. So for example, you know, uh, if you couldn't fulfill your set in training because you got out of breath or your heart rate was too high, you couldn't, yes. you couldn't handle it. Okay, well, maybe you need to work on your conditioning. Yes. Or if your grip gave out, well, maybe you're holding the belt to, you're not relaxing your grip enough in the right places. So there's always a reason. So that it's good to be able to assess, yes. you know, what happened in the set and what needs to be fixed or what needs to be paid attention to. Yeah. So there's always a reason. Maybe maybe you failed early because you were distracted about something that's going on in your life and you weren't focused. But there's always a reason. Yes. Yes. So it's also a process of figuring out, you know, yes. when things don't go the way it was planned. Yes. Okay. What 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 happened? And, yes. and this helps you even on the platform. You know, yes. I've failed many times. And most of the time it's either, it's because I don't feel confident yet. I'm mm -hmm. not ready okay. to achieve what, what you know, uh, I want to achieve. I'm not ready. Okay. And then my head gets in the way and I'm like, you know, I really don't want to do this. 
um, that ha that has happened, or you know I'm distracted by something and 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 my mind takes over and that's not good. So yes. you know you have to be able to look back whether it's in training or whether you're competing and say okay, what went wrong, what went right, and how can I take this forward? Yes. So there's a lot that goes into it. There's there's a Actually. lot. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. It's it's a whole big process. Yes, yes, and that's why we are on the podcast that's <laughs> to help we're people. Talking about it. Yes, that's right. Yes, it's yes, not yes. just moving weights. It's it, there's, it, it's technique. It's cardio. Yes. It's flexibility. It's the mental state. It's knowing how to recover. Um, yes. there's a lot to it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure this uh, valuable information will help a lot of flippers here out in India and as well other countries as well because this is going to go on the YouTube and uh, uh, I'm so very much thankful for you to spend some time with me Lorna. My pleasure, my pleasure, <laughs> absolutely, yes. thank you. Yes, thank you, thank you very much for your time and I really look forward to meet you soon in one of the competitions. I look forward to seeing you too and continued success. Yes, thank you. I'm thank sure you. I'll see you very soon. Yes. Thank you very much, Lorna. Thanks a lot. Okay. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Thanks.